Alrighty, good morning everyone. Welcome back to the Modcast. I'm your host, Chris Perry, with your co-host, Tyler Bedson. Tyler, what kind of animal do you feel like today? Well, man, I'm back to sloth, and I'll tell you why. So, I figured out something fun about the uh, the the health industry and how they go about things. So, you know, I've been trying to get that CPAP now for yeah. over a month. Yeah. Well, I was told that it would take... Uh, you know, four to six weeks because there's a national shortage of CPAPs for anybody that didn't know that. Of course. So you have to wait forever, of course. Well, when they called me and figured out that I was fine paying cash instead of using insurance, all of a sudden, CPAPs are available. Oh, dude. So that that's how it works, bro. They they <laughs> As long as you're willing to pay them money, all of a sudden, you can get whatever you want. So if that tells you how our healthcare industry is and gives you a little insight on that and there there you go man money moves money moves hopefully i start feeling like a, a fast animal soon <laughs> a quick one agile um <laughs> i feel like a jackrabbit because i've been up since 2 a.m i made the decision because i don't sleep to drive back from ohio to nashville at 2 a.m this morning i got in it about seven i've been working on fixing the episode that was released today when we're recording this and i want to apologize to everybody for how long it took i was out of town um and i'm super sorry and now we're here so i am riding the lightning and i am pretty stoked at the idea of taking a nap later very excited for that yes so today uh we are going to talk a little bit about dieting for like general nutrition and some tips and tricks that we've learned along the way um, and kind of all things surrounding that as it is a very hot topic and people love to find you know dieting hacks to make things a little bit easier because dieting isn't always fun and it's not necessarily supposed to be um, so Tyler if you want to start I will give yeah. you the so Often what I'll see whenever a client start with me is, you know, that they'll see their plan and they, they always think like, okay, it's got to be plain chicken and rice or plain chicken and potatoes. Yeah. And they often forget that you can actually make this stuff kind of fun, man. Like yeah. with the right seasonings, the right way to cook, the right sauces, meal plans can be really fun. Like, mm -hmm. for example, uh, I always tell my clients and like we have a big uh, new client welcome sheet, which is actually an idea that I got from you, which was cool. And it lists a bunch of sauces that people can use, a lot of ways to cook, a lot of seasonings that are, can be used to make your meals more fun. I think that's the biggest thing is with with dieting um, or following a meal plan, you need to make it exciting. For sure. Yeah. And the, the, the one of the best ways to do that is through adding sauces yeah. seasonings ways to different cook like you know air fryer you can mm -hmm. cook on a black stone you can grill your food um, yeah we have the big green egg which you know i've heard makes the best smoked chicken oh. which is something i'm going to end up doing for sure yeah i think and it, and it goes both ways as far as a coach and a client of, of being able to create that variety because especially if you are just getting into fitness and you're switching from eating a lot of 
hyper palatable foods, which is a really fancy way of saying yummy, uh, to not necessarily what's perceived as hyper palatable foods, um, there can be some growing pains that come with that. And a lot of times we think in extremes. So we go from, okay, I'm eating fast food every meal to now I have to eat boiled chicken and plain potatoes. It's like, there's a lot of room in between, right? Yeah. Um, so like, for you and I both, we are pretty big on on a good variety of food sourcing within our meal plans because um, we, again, like I said, we both kind of, when it comes to building a nutritional plan, we're both pretty similar in our approach. Um, and there are a lot of different things, like you said, when it comes to cooking especially, like I've had clients like tell me like, dude, I'm so tired of chicken. And I'm like, well, how are you making it? And they're like, I'm just baking it in the oven. And I'm like... You know, you can go to Walmart and buy a George Foreman grill for 30 bucks, and it is the simplest way to cook chicken because you just put it on there and walk away, and the light turns green when it's done. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so it's like just for me, like if I get tired of, of a protein source and how it's cooked, which doesn't happen to me at it very often anymore, I just change how I cook it, and I'm like, oh, wow, this is insanely good now because it changes yeah, everything, right? Um, I tell people like, if you get into when you start doing this, if you invest a hundred dollars into it additionally to buy a crock pot and a George Foreman grill and a rice cooker, your food's gonna be pretty good. Because I'm also big on time management, right? Um, especially when I was, you know, working on the road 60, 70 hours a week. So my biggest thing was I want to be able to cook my food the day of because I I've paid my dues of cooking twenty pounds of chicken for the week. I will not do that anymore. But I want to be able to do it in a, in a fashion where I can throw my food in whatever it is and walk away and do something yep. else, right? So a crock pot, this is the simplest thing to make your food good. Um, and again, this is preface towards general nutrition. This is not show preparation because these are two different ballparks. You take a pack of chicken breast, you trim off all the fat, um, you throw it in a crock pot with uh, ranch seasoning and Frank's red hot like sauce red hot yep. sauce and uh you cook it overnight and when you wake up you have but like pulled chicken it is yep. the simplest way but Dude, that's just an example yeah i've got a great one too like my favorite way to make my chicken in the off season is i make it into boneless chicken wings basically so what i'll do is i'll take like chicken breasts mm -hmm. and i'll cut them up into small chunks I normally seize it with some garlic salt and then some Frank's red hot buffalo wing sauce. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. And then what I'll do is I'll put it in the air fryer for about 10 to 12 minutes at 400 mm -hmm. and it makes it crispy. Yeah. So then I'll have, I'll have these small like buffalo chicken bites mm -hmm. and then I'll get some of that bolt house farms, blue cheese or ranch and, oh, yeah. you know, have some celery and it's basically like having, you know, boneless wings. Yeah. And it's that simple, right? Like, it just takes a little bit of creativity, you know, at the end of the day. And I think, again, people understanding, yes, you are in a parameter of sorts. You are in a in a in a enclosed space as far as what you are allowed to do. But there is room to walk around in this yeah. field, so to speak. So it's a matter of learning what you can and can't do. But this also comes down to communicating with your coach of like, hey. You know, and that's what we both do with our introductory guides where I'm like, hey, this is a, a list of 30 condiments that you are more than welcome to use. And this is where you can buy them from. Here are all the seasonings I like to use. Here are some ways that I like to cook my food and it makes it good, right? It's super, it, it should be, you, it, you should enjoy your food. 
that's the thing, man, is like, I want my clients, if, if they want a new way to cook something, I enjoy when they message me and they're like, Hey man, like what's, what's a good way to make my burgers better. And I'm like, well, here's four seasonings that I use. Go and try one of these. Or, you know, I've had people who have uh, ground beef in their plan. I'm like, okay, go ahead and make those into burger patties and get some lettuce wraps and then add, you know, some reduced sugar ketchup, some pickles and some lettuce and, you know, uh, some mustard. And then you got, you know, lettuce wrap burgers. Yeah. It, it, yeah. You can make this stuff like delicious based on how you do it. And I really enjoy, like if I find a new seasoning, like I just found a new seasoning uh, the other day at Kroger mm -hmm. and it's a pollo asado mm -hmm. and one of the best seasonings I've ever had, man. But you know, I try to share that with people so that they can try it too, because one of the best things about, you know, dieting or like if you're trying to get progress is being able to enjoy your food. Yes. Yes. We're, we're both huge on adherence at the end of the day. Cause if you're adhering, I can monitor and assess the data you're giving me weekly more accurately and make better, more accurate decisions for you. Right. If adjustments, adjustments need to be made. So, you know, and like one thing that we've talked about too, when it comes to like adherence, like if I've got somebody who works like, let's say, a, a blue collar job, for example, and they're on the go, you know, why do I necessarily need them to be eating tilapia and rice for a meal when they don't have access to reheat their food, let's say, when I can just have them use Dave's killer bread and deli turkey slices and yes. fat free cheese? And it's like m macronutrient wise, it's going to equate in, in a better way. It's a better, it's a lesser evil than, let's say, McDonald's, for example, if mm -hmm. that's what they were eating previously, right? So, and one thing I do too with my plans, and I know that you do it as well, is I include the macronutrient breakdown of each meal, one, for educational purposes so that people can start to grasp kind of what six ounces of chicken breast cooked weight, how many grams of protein that is, right? So you can start yep. to build this because you, you, we're we, – obviously we've been doing this for so long. I can sit here and list off any quantity of, let's say, jasmine rice, and you can tell me almost exactly what the carb count is going to be on it, right? Yep. That's kind of our goal is, you know, I, I'm here to educate as much as I am to coach. I want to give people the tools so that if they choose to go on and do this on their own, they know how to do it on their own. Um, I don't want them to necessarily be reliant on me. I want them to choose to be with me. But, um, you know, with that being said, it's just a matter of with the, the macronutrients is I try to provide people with as many tools and saying, hey, like, this is the most optimal food sourcing, I believe that I'm giving you as far as like the bioavailability of the food and the glycemic index to help you achieve your goals in the most efficient way. But I'm going to give you these parameters. I'm going to give you, you know, X protein, X carbs, X fat. And if you want to do some extra homework and figure something out to fit that, yeah. you're more than welcome to, right? As long as it doesn't affect digestion. And if it does, obviously communicate that with me because we'll go back to it, communicate with your coach but I, that's why I want to provide, especially for my general nutrition people, is like, here is the most optimal way, but I will take any amount of effort. If you forget to pack meal two, I would rather you either hit, first of all, hit me up and ask me, but go, okay, my fitness pal, I'm, I've got 40 grams of protein, 50 grams of carbs, and 20 grams of fat, and yeah. just figure out what fits there versus going to Buffalo Wild Wings and getting 30 wings yeah. like I've, I've had before. That's the thing, man. Flexibility is very key for sustainability. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I always joke with my clients. I'm like, 
make sure it's quality food. Like I'm like, don't use Skittles instead of rice. Yeah. Like, that, that's not the same thing. You know, as long as you're trying to make it a decent food, like I, that's cool. If you want sweet potatoes or red potatoes and you don't want to use rice one day or something of the sort, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But one of the things too, we talked about is including those macronutrients per meal, I think is key because it allows somebody to, you know, if they happen to just want something else at that point, they can kind of match it with my fitness power, another app. So one thing I like to tell my people, like if it's off season, maybe once a week, like I'll occasionally tell them like Chipotle is okay. Yeah. Chipotle has a great nutrition calculator. Mm-hmm. You can actually go on their website and type in Chipotle nutrition calculator. It will literally, you can click on what you want and make up a bowl and you can almost make it within like five grams of everything you possibly need for your macros and you can get Chipotle. Yeah. And yeah. you know, of course, Scoop sizes may range and stuff like that. You know, you got to kind of be careful of them adding extras and things, but at least it's close enough. So if you wanted to do it like once a week, normally I'm okay with it as long as progress is being for made. sure, for sure. Yeah. As and, and, and with that too, you know, the the conversation of an off season or a growing phase, you do have a little bit more wiggle room, right? And yeah. that's that's entirely okay. Um, but again, it goes back to like if I would rather. If some if it hits the fan and you can't figure out what to do, you at least have a safety net that you know you'll be okay, right? And obviously, yeah. I tell my clients, don't let this happen every day, right? But also, do believe that in a certain case, um, the the cortisol and anxiety surrounding those slip ups, so to speak, is more detrimental than just eating. 10% above what you're supposed to for that meal as far as like calories go, let's say, right? Where it's like, but if you have that relief and that sense that a sense of peace that like, I know this will be okay, I feel like that is more beneficial, regardless of the actual caloric amount, as long as it's not consistently an issue, right? If you're if you're forgetting to, you know, pack meal two every day, so you can go get Chipotle, we're gonna have to have a different conversation about it. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's it, it's a matter of like, it's still an improvement, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what are, and so with that too, like we talked about with food sourcing, like I I've had clients come to me and I have like some, some standard, I say standard, there's some meals that I like to include to again, keep people enjoying their food. So like yeah. one of them, I use like cinnamon rice check cereal and okay. like whey protein isolate post workout. Go ahead. Yeah, that's 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 a big one, man. Cereal, I think, is a, a one that I think a lot of people are very surprised that they get mm-hmm. whenever we put into plans. Like, and my rule on cereal is typically one gram of fat or less, gluten free cereal, for the reason of I don't want the inflammation in the stomach. For sure, that gluten causes. So you know, you like you said, you have cinnamon rice checks, you got Lucky Charms, cocoa pebbles, honey nut Cheerios, Rice Krispies. I mean, yeah. fruity pebbles. It, yeah. it goes to a list of cereals that you had as a kid, and you're like. People see it and they're like, oh, I can have that and I can still lose weight and it or, you know, grow muscle. And it's like, absolutely. It, it, For sure. It's used in the correct way, in the correct format. Exactly. If you're using it responsibly and you're doing what the weight amount is supposed to be, then for sure. And it's like there, it's applicable, like around training, like it's you, you need a little bit of sugar and fast digesting foods. So that's why I choose cinnamon rice checks, right? Same, same concept, low fat. And it's, it's basically just rice. If you look at the ingredients, the list is very short and that's what I want. And the same with like, usually most of my people, their last meal of the day is, you know, I'll do like, uh, Dan and, 
Oikos triple zero, like vanilla Greek yogurt, uh, fat-free pudding mix, whey protein, and then fruit. And everybody just like, they're like, this is dessert. And I'm like, well, yes, because over time too, your palate's going to change, right? If you're eating candy bars every day, you become so accustomed to sugar and a lot of it. But as you transition into a cleaner diet, like there's a certain point where like fruit is almost too sweet for me, right? When I'm deep in prep, if you, like, it's almost overwhelming, you know, cause over time you, you adapt. I think that's something that people need to realize is like, it takes time, but over time this really becomes fairly easy to follow. Yeah. That, that's, that's the thing is like having stuff in your plan that kind of makes it seem like you're not dieting. Mm-hmm can really help like you mentioned the the yogurt i do something similar i do you know faya zero yogurt and i'll have people add in a protein whey isolate and then maybe i'll put in some peanut butter and some granola and some honey you know and everybody i've ever had that's had it is like holy shit man like this is amazing like this is one of the best meals i have i love it and they look forward to that yeah stuff like that and you know you get a sandwich in your plan um I've had people where I've added pasta with, uh, you know, ground beef and meat sauce and they're like Parmesan cheese. And they're like, how did I, you know, it's great. Yeah. So having stuff like, I think a lot of people get the idea that dieting is supposed to be boring. So yeah. they, they dread it and they think like, oh, it's just going to be so horrible. Like I'm, I have to mentally prepare myself for it. And I, oftentimes when I send somebody out their plan, they're like, oh, wow, I can do this. Like are you sure this is going to get me results? And I'm like, and then they do it. And, you know, the first week they lose five to seven pounds and they're like not hungry. They're enjoying everything. And it's really cool to see somebody make it into a lifestyle. For sure. Which and, is what we want. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the day too, I think we just see a lot of old school coaches who've, I think have ultimately created the, 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 the stigma of dieting where they just like, don't, I'm trying to think of the word because I don't necessarily want to speak poorly, but like they think that chicken and rice is like the, the standard, yeah. right? Well, right. There's still coaches out there that think if you eat only fish that it helps you uh, get leaner. Get leaner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and so I'm saying it's like just understanding like basic nutritional science and realizing like it's not, that's not how that works. And then again, it's just going one step further in like, when I write a plan and if I read it and I wouldn't want to eat it, they're not going to want to eat it. So why would I waste my time at the end of the yep. day? Like I love food, right? Like I, I love cooking. It's like my favorite thing ever. I watch cooking videos all day long. And mm-hmm. so to me, it's like, I enjoy trying to figure out how to make things more enjoyable. And, and you know, in certain cases too, just like, and it, it, I think it's something we'll talk about now is like m- food volume right and trying to figure out ways to make food last a little bit longer especially when you're having issues feeling satiated right feeling full and so one thing that i used for a good a good bit during prep was using cauliflower rice and it took a little bit of math because you obviously you gave me my macronutrient breakdown of each meal and so i'd have to sit there and go okay i'm having to have 50 grams of carbs and this cauliflower rice has like 8 grams of carbs serving so i need to pull this much rice away to replace it but then you cook it all together in a pan and I'm like, oh my God, this is so much food, yeah. right? And then I'm not going to fall off the plan. And that's the other thing too, now that I think about it, if you have the convenience to not use a microwave, reheating your food in a pan with some seasoning and soy sauce is like the greatest thing ever. 
It takes five minutes. It takes five minutes. Yeah. Do it. That's the thing, man. Um, another another thing when you mentioned volume of food, there's two other ones I like to use a lot with people in prep as food gets lower, which are Hungry Jack instant potatoes, like the powdered mm-hmm. potatoes. You can find them at like Walmart or Kroger. Those are awesome because like, you know, 45 grams of those is like 30 grams of carbs, but it's massive in a bowl. You add a little bit of garlic salt to those. You cook it with water and it's just like, you know, a big bowl of mashed potatoes yeah. or that or uh, simply potato hash browns. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're zero fat. They're basically just shredded potatoes. But I would air fry those in prep, and that was probably one of my favorite things because they were just crispy hash brown potatoes. Yeah, and you know I put a little bit of sugar free ketchup on it, and it tastes like I was at Waffle House, but better. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, one thing I did too, man, and this is when it gets real weird. Um, towards the end of prep, I would use like when when we would do the like we would have a meal of just egg whites, and so I started doing cinnamon and Splenda in my egg whites. And I just convinced myself that it was a pancake. You know, there's some extremes to this for sure. But like over time, you learn to love a lot of very bizarre foods in the sport. That's truth. That's the thing. Like um, I'm in off season. I love egg whites and eggs, but I'll use a lot of that uh, popcorn cheddar seasoning, the white cheddar seasoning. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I won't use that in prep because it's got so much dairy and it actually is a little bit of fat. Mm-hmm. But um. As far as off season, man, if I if I'm trying to put down a lot of eggs, I will just you know sprinkle that all over the top of it. And I mean, it's delicious. You know, they have white cheddar, they got mm-hmm. nacho cheddar, uh, bacon cheddar, jalapeno, uh, garlic parmesan. You can make your eggs any flavor. Mm-hmm. And I think those are great for off season purposes for putting down large amounts of food. Yeah, yeah. I think I think off season it's it's a game of finding the easy most the easiest digesting foods that are the densest in calories that you can get through as quickly as humanly possible. So like one thing I'll use in off season is like for my athletes, like chicken thighs, they taste great. They're super cheap. They are higher in calories for sure. There's a higher fat content, you know, or even just like switching your beef percentage, like in the off season, if I have to eat a meal that needs 30 grams of fat, why do I necessarily need to eat 99-1 ground turkey or, or whatever it may be, 93-7, when I can do like 90-10 ground beef and it's yep. going to taste a lot better and I can put it down a lot faster, yes. right? And, I agree, man. And, and again, it tastes good, so I'm going to be ready to – I'm going to be happy with that meal and be ready for the next meal. If I'm sitting there just shoveling 99-1 ground turkey in the off-season, 10 ounces of it, I'm not going to want to eat in two hours. I'm going to be upset. Yeah, um, so I think it's just, again, it, it comes down to who you hire as a coach and yeah. them having that level of empathy and understanding, right? Like, That's a thing. Go ahead. You, you, I want to have people enjoy working with me, you know? Mm-hmm. And and to a point, like, if, for, if for prep, I'm very big on meal plans, you know? Yeah. yeah. And making sure the digestion is perfect so there, there isn't as much variance in food. Um, I, I more or less there, I'll, I'll have a few things in there that people really enjoy that we keep, try to keep those meals in as long as we're getting results, but off season, oh man, people are always surprised at the stuff I put in their plans. As long as they're following and they're giving me adherence, like, you know, rice, crispy treats, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I enjoy putting in that or like sometimes, um, pop tarts, dark chocolate, yeah. uh, Dark chocolate's a great source of fat, like 90% plus uh, mm-hmm. 
dark chocolate. It's delicious. You know, you yeah. put that sometimes in like a melt it and put it in some cream of rice or put it in some oats or even mm -hmm. some yogurt. That that's a game changer. Somebody's like, man, I get chocolate in my diet. So there's a lot of cool things you can really add to a plan that make it a lot easier to get the food in mm -hmm. that I, I think a lot of coaches don't really think about, you know, I think a lot of people are so cut and dry where they're like, these are the foods that work and you have to only use these foods. And it's like, uh, not necessarily, you know, yeah. it, it's a lot based on the goals of the individual athlete or, you know, just client in general and a general nutrition. People always ask me, do you coach your general nutrition people the same as you coach your prep competitors? And I'm like, not at all. No, very, very different, man. You know, like one person, I'm trying to make this a lifestyle for them. And the other person, I'm trying to make them win a competition going against other people. Yeah, yeah. And, and and with that too, it's like even now, like with my meal plan now, like I don't, I think it's part of why we've had success this, you know, rebound is I haven't ballooned up because I don't feel the urge to eat off a plan because I like every meal, right? Like it's, I feel good. I'm happy with it. I don't need to, I'm not thinking about X, Y, and Z that I want to eat. Like, like we've talked about like, you put strawberries in my plan and I'm good. Like I'm not going to go off the rails. If I get my strawberries every day, I'm happy. When you took yeah. them away during prep, I was, it was a sad day for me. Um, I do remember when you swapped out my yogurt meal during prep, I didn't realize it in the update you sent me and I was at the grocery store and I was just rereading the plan and I saw that and I had a holy conniption in the middle of the produce section. I think I FaceTimed you and I was like, do you fucking hate me, man? Like, what's this about? But that's, <laughs> That, that's a part of prep, right? But it's different, right? It's two different worlds. You know what I mean? And it's just simple things, right? Like you, you see some people, I mean, there are plenty of resources online where you can get crazy with flexible dieting. Now, granted, I don't always recommend that because I do think a lot of these cases are like overkill on artificial sweeteners and just, it's a little much. And I, and obviously like we, we've talked about artificial sweeteners. They're good within reason but if your digestion's sucking that's probably the culprit i would say more times than not um but like one thing i did during prep man and, and was especially when we swapped me over to like a ketogenic approach was you know two of my meals were 50 grams of whey isolate and then 24 grams of almond butter and i bought a nutribullet and i would blend up my protein powder with ice water and like five grams of xanthan gum and it would turn into like a frosty, right? Mm -hmm. And then like I'd throw my almond butter on top and then just sit there and moan while I ate that, you know? Yeah. And like my first one, the first shake I would do in the morning of that, I would just use like black coffee as the liquid base. So then it just tasted like a, a frappuccino to me. It's super simple, right? Like I didn't change anything from like a macronutrient standpoint, but I looked forward to those two shakes Mentally. every day, every day. That's what got me yep. through it was almond butter and whey isolate, you know? Yeah. Mentally, when you have something to look forward to, it does kind of help you. Like, you know, that meal for me and prep is always like egg whites and simply potato hash browns. Yeah. You know, like I would have that for, I, I remember my last prep, literally I was having hash brown potatoes as my carb for pretty much every single meal. Mm -hmm. And then I would have egg whites and chicken. So my diet was literally like vegetables, egg whites, chicken, and simply potatoes, hash brown. Yeah. And if you know, but, you know, mentally that got me through it. I was like, I love every single meal. So it, it made things a lot easier for me. Cause I was like, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to this and I know I get to eat these again. And I know how I cook this. I cook it a certain way and I love how I cook my food. So I'm, I'm excited for it. And I know the results are going to come. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think like we said, a lot of it comes down to, I mean, one, it's planning ahead of time and kind of having a game plan of how you want to approach things. And then it's just, I, I think the biggest game changer is just cooking methods yeah. um, and what you can do and what you can't do. One thing that I, I've, I've figured out and that I always have to mention, um, don't cook with canola oil, please God. I didn't know that yeah. people still did that. Um, I actually remember in 2019, I was prepping this girl for a show and the whole prep, she just had like lower abdominal distension and I could not figure it out for the life of me. And one day I was just like, what are you like cooking with? That was like, I was like, this is, I, it was like the last ditched effort question. She's like, oh, I'm just using canola oil. And I was like, can you never do that again? And she swapped yeah. over to avocado oil and she dropped six pounds that week. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, so it's simple things like that that people overlook. They don't think they just go to Walmart and they buy whatever spray and they don't think about it, you know? Yeah. Cause you know, well, that's the thing is a lot of people are raised like to cook with oils and butters. So they think like that doesn't add any calories, but it does. Like I remember this uh, kind of a similar topic, but a little bit different. But I remember uh, there was, I had a girl on prep one time and she was supposed to be in chicken breast. Well, I made a post one time on my story and I was like, chipotle chicken is not the same as chicken breast you cook from home <laughs> and it's she sends not. me a message and she's like oh shit i've been getting all my chicken from chipotle <laughs> so you know she was going to chipotle and she was ordering just a giant bowls of chicken and then she was weighing it out at home which chicken from chipotle is like chicken thighs mm -hmm. and then they cook it in oil and it's just a whole bunch of extra fat well switches over the next week to just cooking her own chicken at home which is chicken breast and all of a sudden she loses like five pounds in a week and like just keeps losing from there and i'm like holy shit that was the only issue which my big thing is like if you're in a prep you got to make sure you're cooking all your own meals at home like i you can't go out to a restaurant and order because they're going to use extra oils i'm even like i'm scared to go get diet sodas yeah places in prep because i used to work at a uh i used to work at a place called kids place right mm -hmm. and um i was a manager there way back when i was like 18 19 years old and we had the syrup things for the sodas and you know you have to fill those up in the back room mm -hmm. well i work with a bunch of lazy 15 year old 16 year old kids and if there wasn't a diet soda one available they would just be like fuck it and they would put in like a full sugar mountain dew or the diet mountain holy dew shit because they didn't think there was a difference. And they're like, why do people drink diet soda anyway? Like, so me figuring that out from personal experience, I refuse to like order a drink from anybody. Like, unless I'm like, if I want a diet soda, whenever I'm in prep, I will go to a gas station and buy one yeah. in a bottle before I go and order it from like a Sonic or like a McDonald's, because I know damn well, they do not give a shit. No, no, you have to, you have to approach that, like, especially prepping, with kind of uh trust issues in a sense yeah. like like you have to go you have to be certain of literally everything right because also yeah. on top of that like if your plan says eight ounces of chicken breast cooked weight unless i have watched it been weighed out i cannot assume that is exactly what it needs to be and it has to be like you can still overeat protein in a dieting phase and it can still affect progress as far as weight being stalled people don't think they're like, oh, protein sit gains and all that shit like you know you can still in in a prep phase when your body is metabolically in such a sensitive state like eating extra protein will add up over time like anything else i think people don't realize yeah. that. And like simple things too like 
Like Walden Farms pancake syrup. Love the shit out of it. I can only use it in off season because I know it will hinder results in prep. Or like yep. I can't believe it's not butter spray. If you yeah. look at how many calories is actually in that, throw that shit away yesterday. Yeah, it's it's just butter. It's just like they put the the spray amount per serving and like per bottle was like nine hundred something. But in reality, like three sprays of that is one gram of fat. Yeah. So if you're using, you know, 10 sprays of it, you got almost 30 calories right there just from fat. And that adds up because if if you do that, say, you know, four meals a day, you're adding extra 120 calories, an extra 12 grams of fat. And that's the thing is a lot of people need to look at the nutrition facts on a lot of these things. If you're really, really trying to get progress, because you know, the, the, the sugar-free sauces, it may be sugar-free, but it doesn't mean it's fat-free. And one of the ones I can think of is the G. Hughes Cluckin' sauce, which is supposed to be like Chick-fil-A sauce. Mm-hmm. Well, it says sugar-free. So I've had people think, oh, it's just like all the other G. Hughes sauces and it tastes delicious. And then I'm like, yeah, well, it tastes good because it's nine grams of fat per serving. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and again, it's like people, they see, oh, sugar-free, sugar's the problem. And that's another thing, like... There is no macronutrient that is inherently evil. It's it's the eating habits surrounding it. It yeah. is very easy to overeat sugar for sure for a reason because it tastes really fucking good. But it's not the devil. You know what I mean? Like, so you have to just do your due diligence. All you have to do is spin the bottle around and read the label. Yeah, you know? that's the biggest thing, man. Like, uh, you know, diet sodas and sugar-free energy drinks. I allow them in prep. You know, mm-hmm. I always say like one a day is fine. I cut them like three days out if yeah. if I need to. But um, one thing is a lot of these energy drinks they're coming out with nowadays. Like um, they, they may say sugar-free on them or, you know, but then you go look at the back of the can and it'll be like seven grams of carbs still. And if you're and on, like, let's say. They're starting to sneak them in now. It's crazy. Because the FDA allows a certain caloric amount that you don't have to necessarily report is how that works. But it's like you look at it like let's say for me. When I was on a ketogenic approach, if I was to drink one of those energy drinks, that's going to completely skew the plan, right? Like, mm-hmm. because I'm supposed to have as close to zero carbs as possible. And if I'm having seven, that's not zero. You know what I mean? But for me, I also, I used to love energy drinks. I used to shotgun them before workouts like a crackhead. And I learned that they just, ru- they obliterate my digestion, I'm like coffee through and through. Love coffee to death. I could drink it all day if I wanted to. But it's one thing that like I found and like I kind of went on a couple rants about it with like digestive health. Like if you are doing a whole gut protocol reset and taking L-glutamine and greens and fiber and all this other stuff, but you're drinking three or four energy drinks or diet sodas a day, you're wasting your money and you're kind of stupid because you're looking at it from the wrong perspective. <laughs> like, I hate to say it that way because I've seen coaches talk about it too. They're like, oh, we're resetting my gut. And then they're like posting with an Alani new. And I'm like, dumb ass, you are contradicting yourself, right? Like those aren't going to help. I always tell people like, if you are having gut issues, if you are gassy or bloated or burping, that is not a good sign. You're not supposed to fart and burp all day. That's not a good thing. And if you are and you drink a lot of energy drinks or carbonated beverages, that should be the first thing you pull out and see what happens. Dude, I, that's a big truth right there. I always like have somebody not moving in prep and then I'll be like, 
how much caffeine are you taking in right now? Or like how much, you know, and then they'll be like, well, I drink uh, an Alani new for breakfast and then I have a coffee right afterwards. And then I, I do a pre-workout and then I do a ghost energy drink at night at about six o'clock. And I'm like, oh, so you're having like a gram of caffeine a day. So I tell them to cut that down to like 200 milligrams or less. All of a sudden, you know, weight starts dropping. And these are like general nutrition people, man. Mm -hmm. I, I think the biggest thing uh, as far as getting results is getting your water in. And that's where a lot of people struggle. And I, I don't mind it. if people use like, you know, crystal light or if you use Mio or whatever you need yeah. to drink water. I know some people are weird and they're like, I don't like the taste of water, which to me is super fucking strange. Yeah. It doesn't taste like anything, yeah. but you know, water intake is key for digestion, strength, energy levels, uh, everything water is key yeah so if you're getting in a shit ton of caffeine you're dehydrating yourself so get your water and take up and and it'll fix a lot of the problems that people have like i see a lot of people with digestion issues but then they're like i drink a quarter gallon of water a day and four energy drinks and two coffees and it's like well no fucking no fucking shit yeah yeah. (laughs) well a few things with that too like that i preach very very obsessively um when it comes to fluid intake, like that is something I struggle with. But one thing that I've found that has improved my digestion tremendously is I don't drink tons of fluid while I'm eating my meal. Um, reason being is a majority of our digestion is done in our mouths, obviously via chewing, but with our saliva, there are a lot of digestive enzymes in our saliva that's starting the process up front, right? And if you're drinking all these fluids, you're diluting those enzymes so then you aren't starting the process as efficiently. That food settles, it ferments. That's what causes you to get gas, right? So that's one thing that I do. I tell all my athletes, like, drink 8 to 10 fluid ounces of water before your meal. Take sips as needed, 8 to 10 ounces after. Go on a five-minute walk. Though That alone will probably solve a lot of your issues. And then I try to avoid carbonated beverages around a meal, which obviously, like, timing-wise, that's difficult, which is me telling them, like, hey, maybe you shouldn't. Yeah, super. That's simple. that's that that's the thing, man. Is like um, a lot of people don't realize too. If you're trying to grow in the off season, um, one of the biggest tips I have for somebody is keep your water in between your meals and mm-hmm. not during. Because when you drink water, it actually signals to your brain that you're finished eating. Yeah. So uh, a lot of people will tell me they're full, and I'm like, "Well, are you drinking water during your meals?" And they're like, "Yeah." And I'm like try to dr- not drink any water while you're eating and then drink a bunch after you're done. Well, it's and the so, same idea yeah. too with, with rice. Like when you eat rice and then drink water, the rice expands in your gut. That's mm-hmm. why when I do all you can eat sushi, I don't ask for a beverage <laughs> because it's a game to me. I've been kicked out of three buffets in my life. I'm really, <laughs> really proud of that. Um, but it's, it's simple things like that, that people don't take into consideration. You know, like uh, another thing that I use with digestion is I do, like two ounces of a fermented food source twice a day. So I like sauerkraut. I put it in my rice. And again, it's like you're you're trying to inhibit a good gut biome because ultimately our, our GI tract is it's its own ecosystem. And you're trying to feed as much good bacteria and fermented food tends to be the way to do that or one of the best ways gotcha. to do that. And trying to keep the ratio of good bacteria and bad bacteria in a great spot. So if like kimchi, sauerkraut, kefir, like kombucha those are all things that i i love for people to use if they enjoy them because to me it's helped keep me regular for sure but those are great things i think a lot of people don't think about too because it's like it's simple things to add in and i mean for some people they enjoy it you know Mm -hmm. 
sauerkraut can taste pretty good. Kimchi, a lot of people really love. But I think those are a lot of things people don't think about. And I don't think a lot of coaches really think about um, digestive health is a key to making sure people are actually, you know, hungry or getting results as well. Well, it's like, what's, what's it worth to have to eat extra food if your body's not processing it? Right. Truth. It's like, let's, let's make it, this is a game of efficiency and why eat 800 calories extra if your body's not digesting those? Cause now you're just wasting money and GI distress and everything else. So it's a matter of efficiency. Like if I can get someone to grow on less food, I want them to grow on less food. And a lot of that comes down to digestive health and insulin sensitivity. But, um, that's just, like I said, that's, it's a super simple thing that people overlook and they think that, you know, going and buying an over-the-counter probiotic that from GNC that doesn't work because it's not live probiotics is going to solve all sins. And it's like, let's assess current habits and see how we can improve them in uh, free ways, right? Like yeah. not drinking water during your meal is free. You don't have to pay money for that. You just yep. be, con you know, but like I said, I digress. We do what yep. we can. Yep. These are all great tips. And that's the thing is we want, we want people to enjoy your diets and we wanted to go ahead and talk about some ways that we go ahead and do it. But if you guys have ever any questions or you just want me to post all the sauces or all the um, mm -hmm. spices I use, send me a message, you know, like I don't mind sharing that information. It's, you know, I've done it before in the past. I know a lot of new people follow me and a lot of new people are like wanting, getting this information, but I've got so many ways that I've done things mm -hmm. in the past 10, 12 years of following a diet or structuring things that I, I could give you so many tips and tricks that we haven't even discussed today. And yeah. I hope some of you guys got something great out of this to make your food a lot more fun. But, uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, this is what we're here to do is to provide as much as we can to you guys. So same for me. Any questions, comments, concerns, please do not hesitate to reach out. Ultimately, sharing my wisdom that I've learned along the way is what gives me purpose in this world. So um, like you said, we'll we'll definitely continue discussing this topic like we've we've just scratched the surface as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and we hope that you guys have gathered something from it. Um, we love and appreciate all of you. Like I said, uh, please check us out on Spotify, leave a five-star review. We are also on Apple podcast now as well. Um, I'm working on building a YouTube channel and an Instagram page this week. So please be on the lookout for that. And we will be, we are back on schedule with daily episodes this week as I sucked last week. And I am so very sorry. I got a lot of feedback about that. Um, but like, like we said, you know, at the end of the day, we appreciate you guys and we thank you. Yep. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll be up next time. Bye. Bye.